you want some fire this morning? I'll give you some fire this morning. This go is a thought it. I've had for months and I've been terrified to share it. So Ooh. bring it on. Here we go. I think. And welcome back to another episode of the Water Boys podcast right here inside your cell phone. I'm Coach Carey, joined as always by Mr. Kyle Pagan. And we got a special guest, the EP, hopping on with us early this morning, Friday morning, 645. Johnny, how we doing? The coffee tastes uh, really good, actually. So I'm, I'm glad we're all here together. What's up, fellas? What do you, uh, what do you go? Blonde so, roast? As soon as the fall hits, the peppermint mocha has to be inside the cup. Like, that's just the rule. Fuck the pumpkin spice. I don't like, I don't even bother with the fall. I just need peppermint. That's, that's really how it goes in here. That's it. I used to, exactly I, I used like to be me. a black, black uh, coffee guy only until like a year and a half ago, and I realized what I'm missing out on. So now I'm addicted to peppermint mocha creamer. Are you a Christmas guy right after Halloween or you wait till Thanksgiving? No, no, no. I'm a very much uh, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I'm upset that people just as soon as it hits November 1st, that you're immediately stocked with like Tostitos ribbon freaking chips all across the nation here. So I slow down is what I'm saying. November is like it has the can we agree November is the most confusing month for everybody? Like yes. you're, you're not supposed to shave. I totally went against that. Uh, you're not supposed to have sex. And you just wait until the 24th until you have, or the 28th, the 28th day of Turkey. And like, no one knows what to do. Are we celebrating? Are we making sure that this is like a, an awareness month? No one knows. Everybody just wants to get to Christmas. It's ridiculous. Listen, I'm not going to date you, forward. but like the fact that you know what no nut November is, I'm actually kind of shocked. All right. I'm, I, I'm sorry. The guy's got 20-some thousand followers man. on Twitter. Are you going to tell me it's no, no not November is? I don't know, man. I just sometimes I assume John's a little, you know, older than we are, and I didn't know no not November went up to, went up to that lexicon. If so I had to bet, it would have been me. 50, all right, fellas? I'm 37 <laughs> years old. And I didn't know it throws us off here, but. No, I, uh, I agree. Why, why rush through life, all right? Enjoy yeah. Thanksgiving, and then enjoy Christmas, and just let it come to you, all right? Let's, yeah. let's ask about this. Why is Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? Because it's food, it's football, and it's liquor. I mean, like, and I mean, family food. So is Christmas. No, it's not. Yeah, but there's, it's a different type of meal. Like, it's not, no, the focus of Christmas is not the meal. This is the only time where you go, let's look at the food and let's hang out and, uh, I mean, probably yell about politics with your family, unfortunately, too, which has been now wrapped involved in that. And I'm sure there's plenty to talk about with this election going back and forth here. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's food focused. There's not like any pressure to buy anything for anybody. You don't have to forget that your aunt was like, oh, yeah, right. She's going to be here or like your cousin's going to be there and you got to scramble at the gas station and go get a Wawa gift card or something like it's not. Everybody knows what's going on. You're just hanging out, having food needs to happen more often. Man has the Wawa gift card revolutionized gift giving. It really has. It's like, oh, shit, what do I do? I'll get they're, they're 19 years old. I don't know anything about them here. Twenty five dollars. There's a tank of gas for you. Yeah, there you go. Done and done. Yeah. Now, yeah. Am As, I the only one that thinks that Thanksgiving turkey is completely overrated? Oh, I uh, 100% agree. I'm a white trash Christmas all ham the, guy. All, the, um, all the, the fixings are the best part mm-hmm. of the Thanksgiving meal. The turkey, the turkey is just there. It's like ceremonial. I'll have one piece of turkey. But I'm hitting hard on stuffing and mashed potatoes. I'm not going to. Obviously. 
push back hard because obviously I am not going to win the fight of like the sides are clearly the best part of Thanksgiving. However, however, there are a lot of people that cannot cook turkey properly. And that is what I believe you, Kyle, and you, Gary, have experienced your entire life is aunts no. and uncles and grandmas and whoever's doing the bird is just not doing it right. No, so I've, I've gone over to smoking the turkey. Mm. So, you know, what you do is you show up. I have a, I have a portable smoker. Kyle's seen it. It's called a Davy Crockett Green Mountain Grill. It's a little, it's like a pellet grill, but it's like a Traeger, but you can carry it. It's like 85 pounds. It's really not that portable, but that's how they market it. So you show up to Thanksgiving and they already have like a 25 pound bird. And it's like, oh, everyone enjoy your dry ass turkey for the next 12 hours. I'm going to sit here, drink 86 beers and smoke this turkey for nine hours. And I'm going to have the most <laughs> delicious 12 pound turkey you've ever seen. So, so, and you still complain about the turkey? Even no, now, have- now I'm in on turkey if you smoke it. But the best part about smoked turkey is I can do it on like a Thursday afternoon in like July. Delicious. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like everybody just throws in, like you can do so many things to that poultry. It's one of the hardest things to cook besides chicken. And even, even people like laugh at them like, oh, John, chicken's easy to cook. No, you cook chicken wrong too at your house probably right now. It's got to be, it's like if it goes a hair over. Yep. You're done. If you cut it and the juices roll out, you're done. Like that's that there's a there's an art to it. That's all. That's why I love Thanksgiving so much. And uh Kyle, are you on this bandwagon too? Or do you think that this turkey's out and and that's and you just need the sides or what's the deal? I mean, I don't know if you've been to Ireland or like London. I'm Irish, man. We can't cook for shit. <laughs> like that's why everyone has a beard and is overweight. Yeah. There's like, like ah, screw it. We'll just eat all the potatoes. It's If you ever go to Ireland, it's just like stew and, and fish and chips. And it's like, well, if you don't like that, fuck you. <laughs> that's, I, I always wondered why my mom couldn't cook growing up. And now that's it. Like, yeah. one, she didn't know we were Irish. That's very important. <laughs> and, and two, what Kyle said. I mean, it's, it's a disaster. I don't know. Did your parents ever put like an, an absorbent amount of vinegar in your food for no particular reason when it didn't even fit because that's what my mom used to do not really we no. were god going back to the white trash we were a big meatloaf family mm. i guess Dude, dad oh, yeah i would have loved to live in your family if it yeah was meatloaf family meatloaf was a treat in our <laughs> meatloaf, what do you mean meatloaf was a treat meatloaf, no, was, meatloaf just like, was a treat it's like you cut mom's like, mom's making meatloaf i gotta be home boys we're gonna cut this game short I'm out of here. It's like the scrapple of, uh, of, of like dinner time meats. See, like, that's where I draw the line on meat. Scrapple. I'm not putting that in my mouth. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. No, I'm not a scrapple guy either, but it's not because I don't think it's disgusting. It's just because it's not my thing. I mean, if you're eating breakfast meats, you're not eating pork roll. You're a child. Like, that's true. Come on, let's yeah. grow up. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. And if you call it Taylor ham, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I feel from like- New Jersey. It's the stupidest fucking argument. It literally says Taylor the brand, nowhere does it mention ham, and then it says pork roll. So the brand is Taylor, the meat is pork roll. Anyone from North Jersey, you're either dyslexic or a moron. Figure it out. Like, come on. It's <laughs> insanity. Not, I think you're missing the point of it. It's, it has to be Taylor, otherwise it's not pork roll. That's the point, right? Oh, huh. Well, yeah, you got to get Taylor, but let me give you a little quick tip. The ShopRite Tangy Pork Roll, solid substitute. Very solid substitute. ShopRite Tangy don't get mild. Don't Shop get mild. Tangy. Got it. Yeah. Got okay. it, Tangy. Are ShopRite still a thing? <laughs> yeah, I got one in Metro. Shop right one still a thing. Right that's, that's when you know you're not from New Jersey. Right there. Yeah. Our yeah. I feel like all the ShopRites. Well, went, Kyle's went admitted he's a, he's a Whole Foods elitist. He goes, oh, oh, right. Whole Foods. I got to get my organic Fig Newtons. 
it's the cl- well, it's the closest thing to my house, and 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 yeah, it's sure. like Trader Joe's or, or Whole Foods here in uh, old yuppie Philadelphia. I, I feel like Kyle and I were the were the same way because like I used to live in L.A. on Fairfax and uh, uh, what was that? Uh, I don't know Fairfax and uh, oh Santa Monica Boulevard, and <laughs> Whole Foods was the only thing in. Uh, two miles. I was like, I'm not walking down to Ralph's. I'm just going to overpay at, uh, at Whole Foods right next to the Russian bakery. That is exactly what we do. We just don't, we go to the free convenience, right? At what point you just got to be like, Hey, listen, you know, I'm, I know I'm overpaying, but the convenience is there. It's for the convenience <laughs> sake. It's like, funny. We have like one Whole Foods around here in Marlton. I walked in once a bunch of white guys with dreads. I'm like, ah, right, not for me. <laughs> like I'm out of here. <laughs> You, uh, Gary, was exactly uh, that uh, episode from Parks and Rec. Yes, exactly right. Like, what is that thing? They go to Great and Simple. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the Cowboy game. Gary, let me let me let me chime in there because I uh, can I get something off my chest too. Go for it. Regarding the Eagles and all this stuff, like stop suggesting running the football, linebackers, and the running backs that you need. Okay, like that just takes away completely from what the actual problem was, and it's your quarterback. Like, there's nothing more that needs to really be done other than solidifying that offensive line with the Eagles. Carson doesn't need to hand the ball off more. He needs to throw accurate passes. That's how you win football games. And, man, did it feel as miserable as ever listening to everybody just talk about it. <laughs> what did that end up being? A 20-point-plus a 20 win or whatever the fuck? Like, I don't even remember. 17 sport. points. I barely remember the game. And yeah. that's the reason why. Like, there's – everybody thinks there's this small patchwork of like, oh, if there's just a linebacker here that knows what they're doing, then you're not going to lose any football games when it's clearly not the case. Like this, I I respect that you guys are carrying the wins flag, and I'm certainly not doubting them. I think there's a lot of of different things that the coaching staff is doing wrong with him, and the general manager too, but – like, you got to wake up and smell the coffee when it's right in front of you here. Carson Wentz is not playing well. Doug Peterson is not coaching well. And one of these guys is not going to last. So, Well, I'm glad you finally admitted that Doug Peterson's not coaching well because I feel like that was one of those things that people didn't want to say right away. I'm, you, oh, we all know I'm a huge Carson guy, and I'm, I'm fine admitting right now he's not playing well. It's obvious he's not playing well. But the, the one thing that I always go back to is that talent's in there somewhere and his brain's broken. I think the brain's the easier thing to fix and not having the talent. So that's why I'm still riding with him. Because when you see your quarterback's not playing well, you could just go to, hey, let's manage the game. Let's run the ball because you can beat the team by running the ball that way. For that game, that logic applies. In the third quarter, when the Cowboys are marching down the field, just running left, running right, running left, it'd be nice to have a linebacker that was a solid tackler. But – it, it, that, that argument applied so well to that game, it does not apply that well to the entire season. Yes, I'd like to have a second running back that's not Boston Scott, but we don't, and that's on Howie. At, we, at a certain point, we need to really turn our attention to the way this team was built, and it wasn't built well. So, granted, Wentz not playing well, clearly not playing well. I think he'll turn it around. I really do. But the fundamental issue with this team is they're not well built. They're old, they're overspent, and they need to get younger, faster, and healthy. Kyle, not well built or quarterback troubles? Gary's, Gary's rant, I'm on, I'm, I've established my side. I'm on, I'm on Carson Wentz's side, so it's all Doug's fault. But you can say they have, they have quarterback troubles right now. They do. I mean, he's not playing well. So, obviously, they have a quarterback trouble. My whole take has always been the guy will be back. He'll be fine. They'll figure it out. 
The talent's there. We just got to figure out the mentals. You want some fire this morning? I'll give you some fire this morning. This is a thought I've had for months, and I've been terrified to share it. So bring it on. Here we go. I think that this draft, this previous draft, was also – I mean, it it clearly was for Carson. It clearly was for speed. But did you draft for Jalen Hurts in mind with whatever offense you're going to unveil with him whenever he's ready to throw a goddamn football? Like – to me, the speed and everything else lines up. I'm not saying like, okay, Jalen Hurts is our guy and we're going to build this thing up. But if you and I agree that they departed from their draft strategy and their philosophy, that no one expected them to draft a quarterback in the second round, and we're burying our heads in the sand like there's this major controversy happening when there's not going to be a controversy if this kind of continues on here, you know, like, there's a reason why everybody kind of set up alarm bells this offseason with, I don't really know what's going to happen. Or, you know, maybe there's, a, maybe there's a shift. Are they thinking about Carson Wentz? Those are all questions that we had going along here. Dragging, it, it seems to me, you tell me if I'm reading this wrong at all, that Doug is so adamant that Carson and him are going to stay here that there is no way that he is going to allow Jalen Hurts to step in on his field you know, and, and there's clearly like a, and we don't know, but everyone has suggested that there's problems between Howie and Doug in viewing eye to eye at this particular time on who plays and who doesn't. Now that's, that's part of everybody uh, nationally is chiming in and saying that's not much different than any other NFL team. GM is always going to have say over that, but I don't know. It, it looks like, it looks like they're fighting over quarterbacks. Do I, am I reading that wrong or is, am I diving too much into this? So you're, you're basically like Doug's hitched his wagon to Carson. And it's like when you like, you have a manager at your work that you're like, this guy likes me. He's pulling me up to the ranks and whatnot. And then one day he gets let go or he gets fired. You're like, oh shit, I got no one in my corner anymore. So you're saying like Doug's riding out to Carson till, till they can't anymore. Maybe that like contract goes, you know, a couple more years, maybe a year and it's easier to cut him. Maybe there's not as much dead cap money. And then they yeah. let go of Doug. I, I, I mean, it, this, obviously this is all theoretical, but uh i just look at actions i understand that doug has has been adamant about all that stuff how everyone's been adamant that carson wentz is their guy but their actions have told us otherwise and i've i've said that in in this past offseason too so that's not really anything that different i just wonder if we are misreading this a little bit here too you know and i'm not saying i'm right i'm just saying i i think it's time to start at least opening that conversation up during the bye week while we're you know, looking at this team struggle with three wins and everybody's trying to put a smile on their face and going like, we're winning the division. And I can tell you guys are doing the same thing. Like Gary's like, don't take this away from me. I don't want to think about anything else. Just let me have this seven win season. And may I just say, I think the last time we all talked together, everything's coming into place here. The only, the only thing I missed is the six and ten is turning into six, nine, and one, and that might end up winning the division, which is like the most hair pulling, horrible thing out of this whole division. Is you you would have hoped that like somebody would have seven wins in this division that doesn't look like it's going to happen now. Well, it's hilarious that we can get to the point where we can say this Eagles Giants game is a massive game. Like, <laughs> yeah, look at it and be like, these are two shit teams that we got to be like, oh, this is a huge game. We had to say it two weeks in a row and we've been disappointed. I mean, they probably should have lost to the Giants if England can just catch the ball, they lose the game. They probably should have lost to the – well, they shouldn't have lost to the Cowboys, but it felt like – I said it was a moral loss. That's where I, that's where I said it. We'd say things are moral victories. That was a moral loss. Um, the quarterback thing's interesting because, I mean, obviously you took, took a guy in the second round 
Carson, you can get out of Carson's contract in two years from now, like no bones attached to like, did they hedge their bet? Sure. I think they hedged their bet, but it's, I, I don't, I, I still think I side with a lot of people that say that second round pick was just a mistake. They should have just never done it. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened. And I think that's where you saw, you start seeing this spiral happening. Maybe Doug and Howie's. I don't know why you think that Gary. Good. It's because you don't want to admit to yourself that the Eagles are thinking about moving on from Carson Wentz too. No, I can fully see that that's a thing, but like you could like, the annoying thing is it's just like, it's just like in green Bay. It was a mistake to take love. It is just a dumb, it like, I understand from a theory, like from the standpoint of the future, it makes sense. You bring in a guy, but if you have a shot to win now, like Aaron Rodgers could easily win now. Just give him one more piece, like give him one more piece. It helps him. Now he might be able to do it without it. I just think it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to go win now. And I don't, I'm not saying the Eagles were in win now mode, but there was, there was players on the boards that can help you this year when Jalen Hurts really just isn't helping you this year. And I guess it all comes back to this team's just not built to win this year. It, it, that's exactly correct. And Kyle, oh my God, he's. <laughs> I was wondering why he muted his camera. What is that? What's on there? He's out. He's still muted. He can't oh, see no, he through can't the thing. He's Mike Tobin. He's Mike Tobin. Twenty twenty NFC East champs, baby. From he's Whole Foods. Paper bag on. It looks wonderful. That is what you need. You need to be on Broad Street. I don't know, like what? Yeah. With the 7,500 faithful heading down to the vet and just have a sign that said, go birds. <laughs> I almost use this as my, as my Halloween costume. I was just sitting on my table and I was like, why don't I put this on? So that could just be your mask. There's your mask. It's going to be us at, yeah, seriously. It's going to be us at six, nine and one, just 2020 NFC champs. Me next to that guy who wears the visor and paints his head green and has the green mohawk that he goes to every game. It's just going to be <laughs> me and him. I love that guy. I'd love to have him on. Uh, the other thing I was thinking too, based on all that stuff, is Kyle. Do you think are 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 sports just broke right now too? I mean, everything's broken, and I don't mean to boil money. it down to actual money. That's what I mean. Like, our art is everyone just tapped out at this point in time, and they need to wait until next off season to really show what they're doing. Anyway, yeah, I think I hate to boil it down to, but it's it's a weird pick to just have a second round pick be your quarterback especially when you just gave a guy 100 plus million dollars and I think I think your theory was pretty good in hindsight that maybe they were using Jalen Hurts as a trade trip I don't I don't think that's that's anymore I think you could have unloaded him at the deadline especially with you know the way the 49ers were and and some other teams wait I'm still that's still that's still on the board here I'm still waiting to see the draft but I I love that I love I loved your original theory I thought that was genius when you we were like oh hold on a second let's let's say why we want zagging but I don't think moving at the deadline would have made sense when your quarterback's getting hit every other play. So, I mean, I'm so easily manipulated that now I'm starting to come around to Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry, Gare. <laughs> Garrett's just going to talk to me after this today, and I'm going to be back on Carson Wentz. Like I, like I said, I told you, I'm like, I'm like a puppy. You show me, throw you show five me touchdown passes next week. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, is there nothing better than when your team wins on Thursday or a bye week, and you don't have that anxiety on on Sunday or Monday? Yeah, except for this year. I mean, if when they won this week, it still sucks. I'm like, God, now I got to watch this team in two weeks. Damn it! <laughs> oh, by the <laughs> way, my Sundays. We have a three week schedule of four o'clock games. <sighs> the four o'clock oh. games, the best. I don't the care what anyone says. Four o'clock games are great. That's when you when you you can you can. It's like the perfect smoker or crockpot game where you you put it in. Maybe you start a fire. You're already you've already had a few going into the game because yeah. it's a little bit more acceptable to start drinking at eleven if you're going to do it all day rather than start drinking at nine because you got to be there by one. Oh, come on. It's the best. Yeah, and, and 
like one o'clock games usually mean it's a bad game. Well, I mean, for this year, every, every, every game is going to be bad. But mm-hmm. if it's going to be bad, I agree. Four o'clock, eight o'clock, 820 kickoffs. Can we agree that those are the worst? Oh, I like them. I like them because you can get a bunch of stuff done around the house. Homeowner, not humble brag. Um, but, man, I hate that, like, midnight, and I'm like, God, I'm still watching this. I just want to go to bed. And if they win, like, against the Giants game, I was jacked up. I didn't fall asleep till like, 3 a.m. I couldn't, I couldn't go down. I was thinking about taking, like, a unisom. I was like, I got to knock myself out. I got to be at work tomorrow. I fell asleep. <laughs> That's what I said. I said on the podcast, yeah. Johnny's doing nappy times. Um, the 7.30 on a Tuesday game this year was awesome. It was done by 10, done by 10.30. Um, I know, obviously, that'll never happen because of the West Coast, but still, that was uh, that was a great time. Even eight, move it up twenty minutes. Oh, Kyle, you just reminded me too. If we could have West Coast football schedule on uh, East Coast time, <laughs> did you enjoy that out there? I, I at first I thought it was like going to be the worst thing ever, but walking into a bar at nine a.m. with everybody jacked up to see football from nine to one, then you get the late games from one to four. You get uh, the nighttime football from 5 to 7, 30, 8 o'clock. You can still go out to dinner comfortably. Yeah. Like, and, and the day is not over. You can rest up for, you know, uh, the next workday. I think that absolutely needs to shift to that permanently. Here's know? case in point. How much did everyone love that Jacksonville game in London last year? Oh. It was the best. Morning football is the best. All right, what else we got on the list here, Gary? Well, we're going to pop right over. We go right to the election, right? That's what we want to do. Oh, yeah. I was just making natural conversation. Speaking, yeah, no, sorry. I was. <laughs> we actually don't have our list up today, which is brutal. Uh, no. We we're just going for it. See, what's funny is I listened to you uh, on the last episode, and you were trying to. I think you guys did an excellent job of, like, how do we not show ourselves? But also, we're showing ourselves, to, like, pretty clearly, which is fun because I know just based on discussions, Private discussions alone, we don't agree on politics, which is why I think this is going to be fun. We are living in – I've said this to a lot of people who are like Eagles and Cowboys fans. You're living in a perpetual hell because these two teams sucks. We also have two candidates in the United States that suck, and now we're stuck in just an absolute holding pattern, an yeah. absolute holding pattern. We're going towards a legal battle. Everyone's saying, oh, this will be over by Monday. Read a history book. 2000 went all the way into November. We're in it for the long haul here. It's going to get real ugly. It's going to get more divided. And then who knows what's going to happen come January. Whoever finally says, I accept the nomination of presidency or concedes the vote, it's going to be awful. No one's going to be happy. Yeah, there's all these like little mini victories going on right now from everywhere. And I'm just, I'm just going, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, we're all smiling now. But you just, you just give this a couple of weeks. And, and uh, I, I, I just... Kyle, I think this is just it's it's chaos. Everybody knows that. Everybody keeps saying these words like these big. It's like yeah, but it's just all this is is nothing has really changed. It's just everyone's counting, and there's obviously going to be a lot of people that there, there's going to be recounts. There's going to be lawyers. It's going to be all this stuff, just like Gary was saying here. But uh, I don't think it's as chaotic as people are giving uh, pointing out. There's just a lot of demonstrating going on everywhere. I promise you. If you don't look at your phone and you don't look at social media, you'll be so surprised how much you can just let it not affect your life. And that's what <laughs> yeah. I've been doing. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you guys are saying, like, I didn't, no one's sleeping. I am. I, I guess at this <laughs> point, at this point, I, I already said I went, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I watched Fox News all right last night. You guys can tell where I lean. But I didn't vote for my party for the first time ever. I didn't vote for my party in the presidential election. 
I found myself rooting against my vote at one point, and then I had to keep telling myself, no, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. Every time I, I, I listen to someone speak, I'm like, fuck, I, I hate this guy too. Yeah. I'm, I'm li- I literally hate the board. You ever like walk into a sports book, you look up, and you're like, nope, good, thanks. That's how I feel about the whole thing. And for, also, for, for, for what it's worth, I don't watch Fox News, and I feel the same exact way. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the point of this is just there's so many people that think it's this incredible divide, and, and you hear this echo chamber from both sides, and then you wake up and you realize, nope, everybody sucks, actually. Like, there's, there has not been and, – and Kyle thinks I'm old anyway – but I, there has not been a politician in my life that I have voted for on either side of the aisle because I'm an independent. I will always remain that. I'm not better than anybody else. I'm not saying that. It's just, it's just how I've been. It was how I was raised. Like, you just, need to get the vote in the primaries. Yeah, I don't. I don't even care about the primaries because, well, that's a whole different discussion. But like the the, it, it just seems as though everyone you back lets you down. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I early I I might have voted for Republicans. Later on in my life, I voted for Democrats and and independents and just anybody, anybody that seems interesting, that has a good idea. No one wants to really hear from you. <laughs> so yeah, like even then when there's big uprisings of like okay this is this is the one it's george bush it's uh it's obama it's uh biden it's trump it's whatever what place whatever figure you've had in there before everyone lets you down so the the faster we realize that uh i i think it's for the better but like i i don't have any faith that we're ever going to reach that point i think the most telling thing is the fact that a dog won for mayor in kentucky and a dead guy won for for senate and or (laughs) Congress in, uh, in in the Dakotas. I mean, what are yeah. we doing here? What I mean, are we but doing there's here? There's nothing America? weird going on with the vo- the voting. I don't, it's funny because you can just make all these jokes. I just think it's hilarious that every single way you can take a joke and offend fifty percent of the country when people don't understand you're joking. But it's funny, John. There's one candidate I've ever really liked, and that was years ago. I liked John Kasich because it was like, hey, this guy seemed like he was just he was a politician that was kind of laying like kind of laid a little bit right, but got what was going on. He was like the one time I was like, I like this guy. By the time the primary came around, he was dead. He was dead to the world. No one even knew who he was. It's like, all right, well, I guess there goes my enjoyment. But the one fun thing about presidents that are interesting is have you gotten to the point maybe past politics where you can be like, ooh, I'd love to just hang out with that guy. Like Obama, I'd love just to hang out with Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. I think there's there's a multitude of politicians that would be like, that would be fun to hear some stories from even, even the fucked up ones that you do. You're like, all right, I like, I want, I, I, if there was an opportunity to bring one of those, one of those dead guys up, up from the Senate and just be like, I know you've got so many skeletons in my closet and we're in a room where no one's going to know. That's the conversation I want to have. Like, I know that there is that scenario out there where it is very much Kevin Spacey lives in Congress somewhere. And I just oh, want to yeah. know who that person is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we'd have a Kevin Spacey reference on the podcast this morning. <laughs> but listen, though, I got Kevin Spacey while we're at it, too. I'm just trying to well, – yeah. I, I couldn't remember the Netflix show. I'm sorry. But hey, listen, now, we defeated the war on drugs. Nancy Reagan is rolling over in her grave right now. Drugs are basically non-existent anymore, or, or the legality of drugs are basically non-existent. So if you're, uh, if you're going to Oregon, have a great fucking time. PJ? You listening? <laughs> yeah, PJ, let's let's. I had to say this the other day to someone too. Let's qualify what's going on in Oregon. You can have, you can have drugs. You can have a single dose. If you get caught, there's still a fine. You have to go to counseling. So it's not like you can just go out there and be like, "Hey, let's get weird and do heroin for the night." That's not how it works. 
So let's remember <laughs> that. Only a little bit of smack. But yeah. I'm very much in on, first of all, the tax ramifications, not ramifications, but the tax benefits of legalizing marijuana in any state. If you're a state that's not legalizing, you're crazy because you're going to make a ton of money because everyone in your state wants to smoke it. They just refuse to admit it. But I thought it was very funny that um, Washington, D.C. is like, you know what? Mushrooms. Everyone do mushrooms. I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> now, we're getting, now we're having fun. Yeah, slowly. We're, we're experiencing our parents' 60s all over again. It's great. Now we just need a music festival. The problem is I only want to like see like four bands. I don't want to go watch Travis Scott go, skirt, skirt. Oh, well, that's he's amazing. And if you're listening to this, go to yeah, Travis Gary Scott. Did not speak for for everybody. Yeah, that was a direct shot at Kyle. Oh. But I mean, actually, speaking of, of musicians, we do have a hero on the way. Did you hear Creed reuniting? Oh, thank God! I've yeah. heard from Scott Stapp in a while, and there's no no other voice we need. Are you fucking serious? Does anyone ah! have a good Creed impression? Do you have a good? They never Creed go impression? away. They never go away. What was Creed like coming up? The best thing ever, because I can't lie. Like the that the moment, we're, uh, oh shit! What was their what was their first single? Uh, With arms wide open. And you heard me. No, it was, it was no, like okay. what is this new band that sounds kind of like Pearl Jam? I dig them. Like what were their first out, and then they tricked everybody. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. They Never. did kind of sound like Pearl Jam. They did kind of sound like Pearl Jam. Never trust a band from Florida. That is always you know. Uh, uh, the biscuit came out of there. Yep. No bueno. Okay. I, I can't think of one. Well, other than the Miami Sound Machine, I can't think of one like Florida band that like came out and was really successful forever and ever. Man, John's putting together my all-time Woodstock right now. I'm just like, <laughs> hey, John just nailed it on the head. I love '90s alternative pop rock. Like that's that's my spot. <laughs> I never understood the Nickelback hate. I will still. Oh, the Nickelback God. song comes on. What have I done, fellas? I'll still, yeah. Nickelback? Jesus Christ. I don't like Nickelback. I'll say that now. I'm not a oh, Nickelback what happened? You're called, hold on, hold on. What, the, the two guys that define fucking cool in their generation right now are telling me they don't <laughs> oh. see him. <laughs> <laughs> is the face of cool. If this yeah. is defining cool, then this generation is fucked. 28-year-old married guy that has a house and a lawn. That's awesome. Jesus. Why do you think, that? well, you are exactly the type that is the uh, that hidden in the corner music fan, and no one understands why Creed sells a million what? copies of their album or whatever. And I'm I'm staring right at both of them right we there. Buy them. We just we we pi- we're we're the pirating generation. We we just got yeah. LimeWire, BearShare, because pirate all that Napster. Um, yeah, BearShare was a little one that was pretty good. Oh, BearShare was a good one for a little yeah. while. You had FrostWire. You had a Mac. You had FrostWire. Mm-hmm. That was one. Then there was torrenting. Still don't get how to do that. No. Yeah, I never learned how to do that. Everybody's like, oh, just torrent uh, the new game. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll get right on that. Uh, Emulators, still don't know what that means. No idea. I'd love to play an old video game, but I'm not smart enough to figure that out. (laughs) I'm telling you, though, photograph tells a story, man. Look at this photograph. What the hell is on Joey's head? There's all – I will (laughs) – I forgot about that line. There is – I think everyone likes a Nickelback, Limp Biscuit, or name that third band that everybody pretends to hate. They all like one of the songs, right? Like, I can't admit there is a Nickelback song I like. I just don't know the name of it. Growing <laughs> up, that was the, jo- the Jonas Brothers. You know, everybody in my demo hated them, but they fucking, they rocked. Year yeah, 3000? Look at it now. Of course no, they we're, did. Like, we're a huge happened. Jonas Brothers podcast because Mac Brandt, boys. It's true. Boys with Mac. I hated NSYNC. I hated every single boy band, but 
you know, you get a little older and I was like, all right, JT is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty Pop, Dirty Pop absolutely jams. Yeah, I don't think that's the truth. That's crazy. N- nobody is there anybody else that you're ashamed that you like? Well, is nobody it shame, is it shameful to love Celine Dion? Because I love Celine Dion. No. Yeah. I, I, I love Seal and I feel shameful for admitting mm. that like constantly, but that's been my guy forever. Kiss from a rose. Kiss from a rose. Um that's a great song. just throwing it out there. Go find this it is, on YouTube. It's amazing. This is more buying stock. I was so I bought a lot of stock on JC Chazé. Mm. Uh, didn't even didn't even touch JT. I don't um, think even well, did he have a solo album? I'm sure he did. I'm sure it did not sell. <laughs> Let's go look that up while we're discussing this. And you know Lance one that's Bass, uh, there was one that's an irrational hate just because I'm such a big Dave Matthews fan. I refuse to like admit that OAR has a single good song. Mm. Like I'm on oh. I'm on the big OAR. No, they're just a poor man's Dave Matthews band. But that crazy game of poker is kind of kind of enjoyable. I like that song. Well, it's pretty. They are. I'm glad yeah. you admit that. And everyone in my uh, see, like you guys think I'm in a completely di- different generation, but. Every single person listened to OAR uh, in high school when I was growing up. So that probably didn't change for you guys. No, I think OAR, we, like, did OAR get, I, I only know a few people that are huge OAR people. All the people who are OAR fans growing up with me, they had older brothers who showed them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, JC had two solo albums. One, oh man, Jesus, the cover. Oh, Kyle, flip the cover. Jesus Christ. Schizophrenic, it's called, and he's in a straight jacket with like the weirdest, longest, straight permed hair. Uh, well, per- perm's not a, well, you know what I'm talking about. Just show the thing. It's, it's unbelievable how awful this is. That's why he never made it. I feel like the 90s were the last great generation of, of, of music. Uh, let's go to another thing everyone hates, because we're already talking about Nickelback, Notre Dame. Mm. Everyone hates Notre Dame, right? If you don't like, if you like Notre Dame, raise your hand now and get it off the pod. Okay, good. Thank you, John. I was really nervous about that. Um, Notre Dame's the the Cowboys of college football. I despise Notre Dame with every fiber of my being. I hate that they have fans across the country that are like, oh, I'm Irish, so I root for them. Or, oh, my dad watched them because they were the only only one that was on TV. You got one game a week. That's why I'm a Cowboys and and a Notre Dame fan. Like, stop. You live around here says the guy who roots for New York teams. However, <laughs> and Michigan. <laughs> well, I lived in Michigan. I'd stop that. Um, but are they – so they get to play Clemson this week. They play Clemson in Notre Dame. Clemson noticeably doesn't have Trevor Lawrence. If Notre Dame wins this game, are you ready to call them real? No. no. Thank Sorry, you. go ahead, Kyle. Thank you. No, no, you, go, you know, I think we were on the same page. I will never believe Brian Kelly's real until Urban Meyer is coaching the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Ooh, uh, that's, uh, that's probably definitely going to happen. Yeah, I never trust Brian Kelly. Notre Dame has never been uh, real about anything, honestly, since freaking Rudy or, like, the 90s or Luke Holtz. Like they, they, Rudy was all sides. Yeah, there is no, uh, there's no relevance to Notre Dame ever other than there's a lot of Irish people in Philadelphia that have adopted them as their college team and so on and so forth. Notre Dame's been working off of glory for how many years now? I mean, that's why they're the Cowboys of, of college yeah, football. The Cowboys yeah. of college football. It's they, they, uh, you know, and nobody's right. Even like Brian Kelly's wrong and Deshaun Kaiser was wrong. Like they're both wrong. You know, <laughs> that, that's what, that's what Notre Dame's all about. It's just like, see, it's actually a Brian Kelly problem. It's like, no, it's everybody. It's mm-hmm. every single person and college football in, in general. So well, there you go. What's Brian Kelly's signature win? 
Temple? That's what I said. I guess. Well, like, coming coming uh, close to defeating a lot of top five teams. Not losing to Alabama as bad as they lost to Alabama. There you go. That's another good Keeping one. Keeping it within 40. Like His signature win was Manti Teo. That was a signature win. Yeah. He finally got the heat off of Brian let's, Kelly. Let's go ahead and make that joke. Let's just make the Manti Teo joke now. Yeah, let's throw it on out there. Who uh, basically, I, didn't, he get, didn't he get signed to a practice squad recently? I don't know. He actually – he, he did. didn't – if you look at some of his early numbers in the NFL, he wasn't that bad. He's just too slow to play now. Yeah. And, but, you know, just like everything else, the story got bigger than the actual play. So Exactly. Um, so, so Clemson, Clemson ends at number five in the rankings. There's four teams undefeated between them, Notre Dame being one of them at the end of the year. Does Clemson still deserve to get in? I mean, they're going to because everybody's going to make that same Trevor Lawrence argument, right? Right. Well, you didn't have the quarterback there, and it's just yeah. Well, I don't know. I I I still think they end up there no matter what. But um, if Notre Dame ends up winning this, I'm I'm more curious on how people react to that overall. But if yeah, I, I think Clemson makes it here, Garrett. That's that would be weird if they didn't. To me, I mean, if they only lose this this one game to Notre Dame, and we're already saying that they are, which I I actually don't think so. Uh, I'll take the points in Notre Dame in this one, but I still think Clemson ends up winning this one, Garrett. Yeah, I still actually think Clemson's going to find it. I think Clemson, even without their quarterback, they're probably the more talented team. But if we get to the point, let's say Notre Dame, let, let's say Notre Dame wins the game and is undefeated, and they get to the end of the year, that means you have to put Notre Dame into the playoffs. That's just how that works. Um, also, do we know Notre Dame's like kind of in the ACC this year? Like kind of, right? So do they get a shot at the ACC title game? I believe so, yes. Pretty sure. So, I mean, this could simply come down to these two teams playing again and Trevor Lawrence comes back. So Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what division they're in, if they're in the Coastal or the Atlantic. But uh, Well, the ACC would be dumb not to make it so these two teams could play again. Like, it's true. If the ACC was smart, they just realigned today. They'd be like, oh, we had this meeting was on the books for years. Let's also remember that the quarterback playing on Saturday was a former number one overall recruit. So, and they still have Travis Etienne and, and, and you know, just a, a, an awesome defense like Dabo always, ha- always has. So I um, – I hate the ACC hate that everyone's like Clemson doesn't play anyone. They don't, but you know, maybe, maybe be a better recruiter. Maybe come back uh, See, Florida state they, or Miami. Well, you know, they get, they get blamed for not playing anybody and they don't. They but, don't, they don't, well, but they hey, don't. Dabo's winning, Dabo's building a winning program. He's a two time national champion over there. So it's like he Dabo can recruit. threatens kids with probably like whips and God knows what else to get, get, to get everybody playing. I'm just like, yeah, you want, you want a, uh, some more first down efficiency? How about I go and threaten a couple of uh, scholarships real quick? Like that, that's, that's why they win. That's why they're paying him $7 million. He does rule with an iron fist, but he also, he was also was doing herd immunity before anyone else thought it was really cool back in the summer. That's very true. Yeah, very true. He was ahead of the curb. Yeah. I would like to see. Uh, I would like to see Clemson have to play like a full gamut of like a Big Ten schedule to see like how they would really fare because they're probably the better you team. Just say a Big Ten schedule and not expect me to push back on that. Holy yeah, go Christ. ahead. Dude. What are you an SEC guy? Go oh, ahead. I'm a I'm a Big Ten guy, and I'm saying you're wrong. There's no. only one. There is only one team in the Big Ten ever and for always. Ohio State. That's it. It's never been Michigan. It's never been Iowa. It's never been Penn State. It is like the upper echelon. If everybody else ends up fighting in the Big Ten. It's just, a, there's Ohio State. And then just a load of crap that just battles around in between all the time. And then Indiana and Purdue suddenly pop their heads out or Northwestern will be like, oh, you thought Penn State was good? Boop, nope. Or like Indiana will go play Iowa. Oh, you think Iowa has a chance this year? Boop, nope. It's not because they're good. It's not because they're bad. It's because it's just a <laughs> mediocre 
conference. It always has been. I used to be Gary. I used to fight with people all the time about the Pac-10 back when it was called the Pac-10. Sorry, Kyle. And then there was the whole, a whole wave of like, oh, no, SESC during – during the whole, uh, uh, when Pete was there, it was miserable. I, I was carrying the flag for the Big Ten, and you just got to realize, if the Pac-10 and Pac-12, with what we know now and how the Eagles draft athletes, is smoking the shit out of everyone in the Big Ten, what does that tell you? You know, like, if you can't even go against the athletes that can't even make it in the NFL, how good is your program? The only thing that the Big Ten is good for is offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you're so producing get, real football players. That's right. You're going to get your quarterbacks here and there. You're going to get – The men of football come from the Big Ten. That's right, baby. <laughs> you want corn and sausage, come to the Big Ten. Yeah, that's why meatloaf was a treat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clemson would, would smoke everybody in, in the Big Ten, including Ohio State, Trevor Lawrence or not. It's just the truth. And the, and the Gary, you've got to realize that sooner than later. No, I refuse to realize that. That's one of those things that you could have, like, factual data and be like, listen – you're wrong. Be like, nope. It's going to be like me believing in like the spaghetti monster or something. I refuse to give it up because what you forget is the Big Ten has the winningest program of all time. It doesn't matter that they beat like YMCA Boys Club like 80 to, 80 to nothing for like five games in a row. But we saw the most winning 40 winning times winning. during that game in which they defeated those guys. So, right. Yeah. So, you know, here's a, here's a good, they had a bad game last week too. We'll be fine. Here's a good rainy day activity when, you, when you're just sitting at home one time. Go back and read the, the list of national champions. Back in uh, like the eight, in like the eighteen eighties and like the early nineteen tens, doesn't like Penn have one? Princeton's got like thirty championships. Yeah, um, they split like thirty of them. One time they were like, uh, I think um, Alabama was undefeated, but Princeton was ten and one, so they were like, ah, we like Princeton better. Just give it to Princeton. Just the 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 history of college football and national champions is honestly like hilarious. Oh yeah, like that, and that's if that's the folklore that the Big Ten is riding on, which it clearly is. <laughs> it's like, yay. <laughs> We defeated Yale in 1903. Come on, Garrett. They still count. They still count. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, hey, listen. They invented the forward pass in the Big Ten in 1989. I I know because I was there. I saw Hayden Fry. I was like, wow, you can actually have tight ends in a three-point stance with them out wide? (laughs) Fuck me. It's like semi-pro where they invent invent the uh, alley-oop. They're like, wait a second. You can't do that. (laughs) Just throw a flag on the play. Like, hold on. Hold on. This is where we're becoming professionals because John coaches us. So what I'm going to do is John's going to be a recurring guest. He's REP, so he's going to keep coming back. So I'm going to throw a theory out there. And I'm going to end the podcast that he can't even talk about. So next time he comes on, we have a subject. So, John. I want to say thanks for having me on first. And I love you guys. And 645 in the morning is not a bad time to podcast. No, I kind of like, I kind of like this. Maybe next time we'll like do the same thing. Well, here's the open. theory. John's one of those. John's one of those guys with a big future. One. Let's next time John comes on. Let's talk about did the process break the brains of Philadelphia sports fans in general? In general, are we all okay with losing and waiting and pushing it off and continue to build? Do we overvalue our assets? We're going to talk about John next time about that topic. But for today, I'm Gary. That's Kyle. That's John. That's the Water Boys Podcast. Go Birds! The Water Boys Podcast was created and hosted by Gary Lay and Kyle Pagan with contributions from Jason Green, executive producer John Barchard, and our theme song is Telescope by the Pine Bears.